Hello, guys. Thank you for listening to the Messy Doctor Sue. Hello, listeners. Now, if you actually recall what I've told you about corporal punishment in my previous、uh, three episodes, where I said I do not agree with corporal punishment, as when you hit a child, yelling at a child, or caning a child, you are actually telling them to solve their conflicts in the future using the same method: hit someone, punch someone, shout at someone, and that is not. What you want to teach your child? Now, when we mention about carrots and sticks, carrots refer to giving rewards to a child whenever they did some achievement or they did something well that you think is worth of being、uh, celebrated or acknowledged. While sticks refers to the punishment that you impose on a child for doing something wrong. Now in this episode, I'm going to talk about positive discipline methods that you can impose on your child. Although punishment can also be a positive discipline method, depending on how you explain it or communicating it with your child. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the basics of discipline. Consider where your child struggles. Use age-appropriate consequences and be clear about expectations and consequences. Good discipline is not about working out punishments, as this does not really teach the child about the actual negativity of the act that required some discipline attention. Instead. It really teaches the child that the stronger component in the equation usually get to dictate and cause the weaker one to simply follow along. Good discipline measures are meant to teach a child right from wrong, and not simply address the wrong. Making the child understand self-control and socially acceptable behavior is one way of encouraging the method of good discipline. The parent will show agreement of good behavior with praising and encouragement, and will usually address bad behavior with the opportunity to discipline using respect, patience, and good problem-solving skill, as opposed to simply working out punishment. Good discipline is not about going through the process of a power struggle. When a child is much younger, it may seem acceptable to use this kind of discipline. But as the child grows older, it will definitely be much more difficult to use this style, as the older child will more likely retaliate, thus making the already difficult situation worse. Good discipline does not mean making the child feel insulted or sowing demeaning elements to cause hurt. Using styles such as yelling and name calling will not help the child in any positive way. Consider where your child struggles. Every child has problems in certain areas in their lives, which may cause some disciplinary requirement in order for these problems not to escalate out of control. 
However, it is not always easy to understand the child's position and problem and working out some form of discipline without a thorough understanding will only make matters worse. Where help is needed. Often children will emulate what they have observed from those closest to them. Thus, most of the struggles a child experiences will eventually be solved the way they see the parents or adults around do so. Therefore, in the quest to try and help the child through the problems and the methods used for suitable solutions, every consideration should be given to understanding why the child has a problem in a particular area to begin with. In this episode, I will share with you some of the ways that can be adopted when working out discipline while still being very aware of the areas the child struggles in. Decide how to handle the situation without further adding to the problem. Take steps that will reinforce discipline but at the same time, the method used should also allow the child to understand and accept things are being done, taking their best interests to heart. Using firmness but salting it with kindness will go a long way in assuring the child that the parent understands the struggle but does not condone the behaviour being shown on the part of the child. Nurturing through discipline may seem like a strange concept to follow but will be effective in the long run as it does not aim to bring down the child's natural spirit and zest for life. Having family meetings to address the problem will also help to show the child that his or her feelings and struggles are being considered and are important to all. This will help the child accept the discipline measures with less chances of rebellion. If you're a single parent like myself, family here can also mean your siblings, grandparents of the children, your closest friends, the ones that you're child could call family that they're very familiar with and they're very close with. Use appropriate consequences. In order to discipline a child properly, there should ideally be some thought given to how the parent should go about the action and what type of action should be considered. Simply working out punishment for the sake of disciplining a child will not be productive at all and may sometimes even have a destructive result. I will share with you some guidelines that can help to make the choice of discipline measure more appropriate to both the child's age and to address the act that required the discipline in a suitably corresponding and appropriate manner. The parent should consider the development stage the child is going through. This should be on an individual basis as this may differ greatly even in the same age group. Reading books and other materials on this may be helpful in steering the parent into the right direction. Start building a good foundation for behavioural patterns. Communicate this with your child. Ensure the child understands from a very early age what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. Dealing this before there is actually a need to address any inappropriate behaviour by working out disciplinary action will be better for the child as the child will not be confused 
by the sudden onslaught of the negative reaction from the parent. Now, for example, this is what I've been doing if I'm going to take my son out to visit a friend, um, be it at their house or in a hospital or in a van that they have to go. I will make sure I tell him what is it that he cannot do. For example, you cannot make noise. You cannot go poking people. You cannot walk around when everyone is sitting. And then explain to them why can't they do that. It is because this event or a person's place, if something goes missing, you are going to be blamed. If something is broken and you are going to be blamed and I don't want that. Okay? Instead, tell them again what they should do. For example, greet the host. Like, hello, how do you do? Shake hands if you have to. Um, maybe make small conversations like, how do you do today? You know, simple things that is appropriate for their age. Understanding the brain development in general is also important as it is important that children be able to comprehend the disciplinary action taken and not perceive it as usually cruel and uncalled for. The parent should be able to understand that at certain ages, the child will react to things in a different manner, a certain manner that is out of their own comprehension. First, the need to understand the brain development processes before actually working out punishment. Asking a child to obey something that they cannot really comprehend will be very difficult. <laughs> now, be clear about expectations and consequences. The first thing a parent should understand is that children are not born instantly knowing all rules and regulations in life. This they will learn mostly through trial and error and it is the duty of the parent to teach these in the best way possible, preferably without causing any damage to the child mentally or physically. Be clear. These are some guidelines that can help parents understand how to ensure the child is clear about the expectations and consequences before there is a need for discipline. Both parties should be able to understand and accept that the discipline work out is not meant to solely represent punishment, but it is to help the child curb the need to act in a particular way in the future. The child must understand that the punishment or discipline measures taken are not meant to hurt or harm them. It is also not about the power. The idea behind the action taken should clearly show the child the expectations and consequences that are directly related to a particular act only and nothing else. Please refrain on giving children history lessons about things they have done wrong two or three years ago just to add to the severity of the punishment that you are going to give today. Nope. Confusing the child with non-connective elements will not help the child separate the various acts and the discipline measure taken, especially if the child is very young. And as for the older child, there is the likelihood of resentment building inside them when unfairness is perceived by you. 
The child should be made to understand that the expectations of the parents and adults around is not about a power struggle but about molding the child for future simulation into society and making the transition easy and enjoyable. Being consistent in the disciplinary actions work out and also taking these measures as soon as possible after the offending behaviour is displayed is very important. Do not delay punishing them after the offending behaviour because they might not remember what they have done. The younger the child, the swifter the action must be taken to ensure the child understands the connection between the action and the punishment. Remember, when punishing a child, the punishment should never harm them mentally or physically as you are not showing your power towards them, but you are telling them the consequences of their inappropriate behaviour. Now, this is the end of this episode, and thank you for listening to The Messy Dr. Sue.